Hello, 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 listeners of the Calvary Cast. Episode 97, rolling in on a Tuesday slash Wednesday. A gloomy Tuesday, Wednesday. Gloomy Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday in your ears, Tuesday out of our mouths. But we got snow coming, and you're heading up to Twin Peaks Bible Camp for a few days. Top of the mountain. To minister to the youth and college. Good times. I just actually texted Aaron because uh, he said, told me the time that I could show up, and I told him in my writer, I expressly said that I want immaculately cleared roads, only green M&Ms in my room, and the hot tub to be heated to 102.78 exactly. Wow. I'm sure some of those are they so, could accommodate. Aaron, this will be dropping tomorrow morning. You still have time to meet my demands. Right. Otherwise, you, are you getting put in the nice new cabin? Uh, I don't know. Well, I hope so. Okay, wow. you're you're a rookie, so I'm gonna let this go. But like when I was when I had to go up there for uh, what's that called? Uh, what was family camp? Yeah, I said under one <clears throat> one condition condition I get that brand new nice nice new cabin. cabin. Yeah, got to live in luxury. That's right. Yeah, that'll be a good time. Yeah, you'll have fun. Uh, yeah. So this is episode 97. I am Graham, and you are Jess. In case people didn't know. Now they do. Now they do. Um, I don't have any other banter, really. We could eat this candy. Eat a Laffy Taffy and a bit of honey during the podcast. I don't like the bit of honeys. That's I don't the, like that's anything That's a disgusting there, really. no. candy. Mm-hmm. That is the one thing. They send gross candy when they send this stuff out. Who eats a bit of honey? They get the cheap stuff. They get the cheap stuff. Thanks. That's Sweetwater's way of saying thank you. Good. Thanks for spending, giving us a bunch of money. Here's the thanks, but no thanks. Right? Cheapest, grossest candy we could find. <laughs> I'd like to speak to a manager about that. All right, I have nothing else. Okay. All right. Topic of the day. All right, we're going right into it. Right we're not into messing it. around. Uh, no. Okay. We did, we did our messing around. It well, stopped. sometimes we have another segment about recommending things or whatever. But Do you have something to recommend? No, not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> so, that. Okay. What? Yeah. All right. Topic of the day. What is it? You tell us. Reading our Bibles. Ooh. And why are we talking about that? Because it's the New Year coming. Oh, out, right? that's right. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. we just think to ourselves, like this time of year, mm-hmm. that maybe people are thinking about. How they're even, gonna read their Bible more? In even non-resolution makers are making resolutions. You it's do it you just habitually. Yep. It's a fresh start. You're like, I'm gonna lose weight. I'm gonna get in shape. I'm gonna read my Bible. I'm gonna, you know. Uh, oh, actually, do you? No, you're not on social media, so you can't follow a church curmudgeon. But he uh, posted something today about uh, those of you that fell behind in your Bible reading plan. If you read Leviticus to First Chronicles today. Second Chronicles to <laughs> you got five days left. You can finish the Bible in five days. And that's start. what it is. People drop off about Leviticus <laughs> yeah, is what they're saying. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, no, it's a good time to reevaluate and reflect and plan and double down. Yeah. And I've realized that in years past, I've, I've really only emphasized like reading the Bible through in a year type mm-hmm. of thing. So I think some of those things we can talk about in a few minutes here that I've had yeah. some thoughts about, maybe some ideas for people. Have you decided to not read through the Bible? Is that what you're saying? Probably, I, with my plan, I probably get through it 
I don't know. I don't keep that, track necessarily, but like how how often it is that I go through it. But I the way I read it, that's not really the goal. It's not really a goal no. to try and just like crank through it as fast as you can necessarily. I mean, it could be. It could be for that year. There, but. There's benefits on all sorts of different ways and approaches. All right, so let's just approach this by asking questions okay. about reading the Bible, and then we'll kind of answer those. So why would we want, when we're talking about doing our Bible reading this year, mm-hmm. I think we're talking about every day, right? We're mm-hmm. trying to read the Word every day, right? Uh, you know, privately. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're talking about establishing a habit. Like a, a devotional time, a, yep. your Devo time. Devo time. Uh, so the question is, why read the Bible every day? Let's just begin by answering that. And there may be number a number of answers, but... You know, some things that pop into our minds. Uh, I'll let you go first. You're going to let me go first. Okay. So you asked me the question, but you already presumably have an answer, but yet you ask All me. All right, I will go first. Okay. While you think about it. I mean, I have an answer too, but I just. Yeah, well, I think first of all, like I like to think about um, Romans twelve two, which says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And I think about the simple fact that every day we need our minds mm-hmm. renewed. And this may tie into, you know, Colossians 3, um, set your th- mind on things above. Mm-hmm. So how important our minds are mm-hmm. and what we're thinking about. And mm-hmm. being in the word every day gives that opportunity to renew your mind because we have so much other information and noise going into our minds. Uh, so mine that totally agree with what you said. The first passage that comes to my mind is the one in Hebrews five, right? Where he says for everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he's a child, but solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. So, uh, so part of that, I, I, is that element of Christians are to be maturing and growing in their faith. I'm thinking about that as even as I'm preparing to speak at Twin Peaks on Colossians, and one of the big goals Paul has in Colossians is maturity for the believers there. And that comes through the Word of God, and that's what the writer of Hebrews is saying, is you know that, that notion of solid food is for the mature, those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice. You want to be a mature believer, you got to constantly be in the Word. You and be that, training so the yourself. key word there for both of those was discernment. Yes. Um, and as our minds are being trained and renewed in God's Word, and as we're th- beginning to think like God would have us think, and and that we can discern in our lives better, we yes. can make better choices in, in what God has us do. Yeah. So the Word of God plays a real and, and integral like, role in that. So, so many times I think people, like, our lives are kind of a mess, in a lot of ways, we don't. We maybe not recognize that, but if you think about, it, a lot of Christians are probably living uh, spiritually emaciated lives, and all sorts of personal problems, family problems, things like that. We don't even know how to handle those things, and we just live like sick people, right? Some people, I think, physically are that way. You sometimes you just feel bad all the time, and you don't really know what it feels like to feel good until you feel good, and they're like, "Oh wow, I didn't realize I was so sick." People are spiritually that way because they don't haven't done this trained through constant practice, their powers of discernment through being in the word and that level of maturity is not there. So why do we need our Bible? So we're spiritually healthy. Yeah, good. Absolutely. And I, I'm thinking in, um, in, in two, I think a Psalm one, the Psalm one man who's blessed. There's promise of blessing when someone is in God's word. He says, uh, he meditates in his law day and night 
And that man is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. Its leaf does not wither, and all that he does, he prospers. I mean, you think about that, just the blessedness of being in God's Word, the promise of that, of that meditating on it mm-hmm. day and night. And so uh, that's really important. And then, of course, Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Mm-hmm. And I... I know that God's word is pictured as food Mm. for our souls. And so I think we can underestimate how important it is to feed our souls with God's word. And as the spirit applies it in us and how that helps nourish us and grow us as Christians. Yeah, that's good. I don't know if I have anything else to add to what you said. Okay. And then I'll, so I'll add one more. Okay. And that is the idea that, um, the Bible is the word of God. Mm. Or we might, we say on Sunday mornings, these are the very words mm-hmm. of God. And and so the, the Bible is the way that God speaks to us. Yeah. This is how he speaks to us. So people say, how, how does God speak to us? He speaks to us through his word. Hmm. Okay. So when you're reading your Bible, it is God communicating with you. And so how, how could we get to know God? How can you get to know any being, any hmm. person, right? If you don't spend time with him and if you don't listen and so that's the time every day where you can listen to God and and he will speak to his people through his word. And sometimes it's in little ways, almost indiscernibly. Other times it's in powerful ways. When you've had a verse jump out at you and you know, you know God's uh, speaking to you through it. So I think for those reasons and probably many more our listeners could think about, yeah. they're, they're, it's good to be in the word every day. Okay. All right, so what are some obstacles that you've come across for in your own life or My people life. you know? Uh, what are some obstacles to reading the Bible? Do you want me to just list off the first ones? That It's more than one. Yeah, just list off, you know. The bed. Okay. I think that would be the number one, like the, the weight of the blankets in the morning, <laughs> right? Like that's that's probably uh, number one. Um in my stage of life with that it would be my children they get up and they're like immediately hungry mm-hmm. and uh things like that you know so they're distracting me from well yeah like that. so that's time, not i'm not yeah, it's just right no time time fact time you know factors, like yep. because um but then, then again what we're running on even there is the assumption that we have to read our bibles in sure, the morning sure so that might tie into the next question, which is when should we read the Bible? Okay. Oh, so, I will. Then we'll stop going where I'm going. Well, here. no, no, yeah. that's good though. That's an obstacle. Mm-hmm. But I think those obstacles are overcome if we, if we get if if you could if you're in a phase of life where you don't have a ton mm-hmm. of time. You know, the right. sweet hour of prayer is right. more like sweet <laughs> five minutes, right? <laughs> if yeah, and so so you can adjust. Yeah. And and I think we need to get. We don't want to be legalistic with our Bible reading in the sense that. If it's not in the morning, it's not at sure. all, and it's got to be an hour long right. or whatever right. it is. So I, I think those kinds of obstacles are good. The time factor one is mm-hmm. good because, yeah, you're right. I know people that got to get up at you know five four. in the morning right. or four in the morning to go to work, and um, it. I know if I had to be work be at hard. five, I don't think I could do. It. I mean, yep. maybe over time I could train myself, but it would be like I got to figure something else out. Yeah. Could be a lunch break, could be a whatever. So okay, obstacle other than time. Yeah, for me, I think it's. It's faith, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't actually believe this is of spiritual and great value to me. Good. I think that's that's probably the most prominent one. 
Yeah, and that is an issue of faith because too, or like they've done it, but nothing happens. Yep. Okay. I tried that and it didn't really do much for me. Right, right. And I go to church on Sunday or I listen to a podcast. What do I need that for? Yeah, and I think those are those kinds of obstacles are thinking obstacles and expectation obstacles mm-hmm. that are yeah they're related to faith, and and are are an issue of faith, and also thinking about what is this we're doing? Am I seeking mm. some kind of emotional experience every time? Because what should I expect? Yeah, what should you expect? And and you should expect that every time isn't going to be tears running down your face and yeah. you're laying on the ground, you know. Perfect example. Like I'm finishing Revelation, right? So I'm reading about the woman and the beast this morning. I'm just like, this is so devotional. Right, right. It's not always going to be it's that warm. No. And, it's, and, and so thinking about God's word, the intake of God's word, it builds up over time. Yes. What you do have to have is faith that, yes, God is speaking to me in this. Um, and and you got to have the faith that, you know, those who seek him, he, he, he rewards those who seek him, right? Yes. And then um, and then recognize that just reading it for that day and thinking about a few things in there and a few things being in your brain, you know, or whatever, is good. Mm. And it will, over time, come out, you know? Like, you may not reap the fruit of it that moment, an emotional fruit, but you could be in a situation later where you remember what you read a month before in the Word of God and... And it ministers your heart there. So yeah. I think some of those are just obstacles, thinking obstacles that we need to just recognize that that Bible reading is has always been considered a spiritual discipline, uh, which means it takes discipline to do. But we are disciples. And there are times we go through where, yeah, I can't wait to get to my Bible in the morning. And then there's other times where I have to make myself read my Bible either in the morning or whenever we do so that. So would that obstacle be like just lack of personal discipline? Be Would that be a, an obstacle, you think? They Well, not necessarily because they may be disciplined in many other ways. That's true. Yeah. True. But they don't, I think you're right, though, they don't see the value or they don't experience the value. And a lot of that is because their their expectations mm-hmm. are are too high for what they should be experiencing yeah. in the sense. What is that? What do I mean by that? It's like, you, you know what I'm trying to say with yeah. that. Their, their expectations are off on what to expect or what the purpose of Bible reading is. Yeah. So do you have other uh, obstacles? No, those are prime, kind those, of the prime okay. ones that I would think through. And then, you know, I'm sure other people will say, well, it's this for me or it's that or I'm not a reader. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I'm convinced that God gave us reading mm-hmm. because he was going to reveal himself in a book that needed to be read. That's why... Yeah, the Bible, like, I think it's good to listen to the Bible. It's, uh, it's still no substitute, though, for reading it. Right. There's something different about that. Yeah. The way that you can ponder over something, the way you see it laid out. Yeah. So. And I, I mean, we need to recognize in the, in the, in, in Israel. Right. And in the, in the early centuries of the church, everybody didn't have right. Bibles. Right. So that being, having it read to you mm-hmm. was the way God did it. But in his providence now, we have right. written and, and the written And at the word. same time, like, that's why there's so much emphasis, like, on memorization of God's word, right? The Old Testament, you know, how many times are the Psalms calling us to memorize the word of God? Because you didn't have it all written out for you like we do. Right. I think that's, we're, we, ha- we have the written word of God, multiple copies of it. It's such a blessing for us, and yeah. we despise it so often. Right, right. So... 
Okay, so with those obstacles, and then when should we read the Bible? And this was the big mm-hmm. is a big question. Do you have to read the Bible first thing in the morning, or when when throughout the day or into the evening, whatever? How does that work? And like I said, there's no right answer to that. I think for most people in most situations, the morning's the best mm-hmm. time. Sometime in the early earlier mm-hmm. morning before you start your day, and I always tie that into the idea that this is a renewing of our minds. And when you're into God's word in the morning and you're listening to God speak to you and you're speaking back to him, it does set the trajectory of the day in a different way than if you just jumped up and did what you had to do or other things you wanted to do. I think like some people I know, uh, if they've worked nights or like swing shift or something like that, they've tried to get in the habit of doing that when they wake up, they may wake up at two o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. But the first thing I want to do is read their Bible. I think that's good practice. Now we were already, uh, talking about Aaron, Aaron Thomas earlier. So we we'll talk about him. Cause I know he reads his at night. Mm-hmm. That's like his devotional time is at night. Yeah. Now, that now he's a night person. I'm not. Right. So yeah. that wouldn't work for me, but yeah, I don't think there is a, yeah, there's no law about right. time, but it is that you're setting aside. It's more about what you're trying to do, right? Yep. Setting aside intentional time to be in the word and in mm-hmm. prayer. Mm-hmm. So whatever time of day that is, mm-hmm. whatever, when do you find that time? Right. Do it. I think that's the way, you know, if you can do it in the morning and that's what, you know, I've gone through seasons where first thing when I, w- I used to be real fresh as soon as I got mm-hmm. a cup of coffee and then as the years have gone by, it seems like more and more, I feel like I got hit by a train every morning. <laughs> so, and that doesn't go away for like the fogginess, the, uh, you know, so I have found that sometimes it's better to get ready for the day and, you know, do all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then do it just because my mind's more alert. Yeah. Depends on the time of year um, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing too. But anyway, so I think that you, you just choose, the person chooses, you know, when they want to do that and what works best for them. It does. I do think though, like you have to make time for it though. Like if you're a busy person, which I don't know of anybody that's not busy in certain ways. And if you're going to make a commitment to this, like you're evaluating your next year, you're like, I want to read my Bible, right? Something else is going to have to give. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be maybe an extra half hour of sleep. Um, You've got to, you need to establish, try and establish a time and a way to do this because otherwise you just won't. Yep. It's planned. You have to plan it. Right. And you have to stick to your plan. Right. And uh, yeah. And whether that's going to be too, like, you know, if you have so many chapters of the Bible you want to read, you may do two of those in the morning. Sure. And then two of those at lunch. Right. And that actually helps spread it out through the day. Or you may like to read before bed and then maybe just one chapter in the morning just to start your day or whatever. So, but you have to have a plan mm-hmm. for this. And it is amazing. Like if you really analyze it, people that struggle with their Bible reading, most of them, um, they can plan for just about anything else. <laughs> this is, it's interesting that this is the one thing that doesn't get the attention. Mm-hmm. And again, that may tie back. So we need to think about that, about that faith issue that you brought up yeah. in the beginning. I hadn't thought t- enough about that probably. But if we think about that, it's faith. And, and I don't want to make anybody, like, I don't want to guilt people into reading the Bible. Um, and, and now I don't want to, you know, burden them. But it's more like, it, this is a good burden right. to lay on you. Like, because it's, you need this. You need the word and... You know, like at the same time, I think um, 
I the I got started in my practice of daily reading my Bible when I was in Bible college, right? And the college I went to, it was like a big summer camp in many ways, right? It's structured in that way. You you're you everybody ate breakfast at the same time, you went to class, they're all the same time, you got done at a certain time. And part of the requirement really was you're supposed to read your Bible every day. Like that's part of the deal in the morning. And so we could call that in some ways. And I mean, of course, there were students that didn't or whatever, and they weren't like in there checking on you. But in my mind, as like, this is, I got to do this every day. And that instilled that practice in me. Maybe it was legalistic. I don't know. But that instilled a practice that has not broken for 15 plus years. So I do think there's an element of like, we do want to force yourself to do it. Yeah. Make a law, make a law for yourself. The word of God will not become a burden to you. Yeah. Uh, as you, as you're in it. When I was first saved, that's when I think nobody had to tell me to have devotion in the morning. I mean, I just, I was so hungry for the Bible. Yeah. So my morning time was really important to me. And, Throughout the years, I realize that diminishes. What yeah. happens did is that, that can Did diminish. that wane, though? Because, like, well, I mean, you have that new hunger for the Word when you were first saved, but then, like... Some t- some of it, I guess, in a, in a way, it's not it's the same. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, too, being a full-time pastor, I'm in the Word a lot, mm-hmm. you know? And so, actually, just for me, I can start battling the opposite way where mm-hmm. I'm in the Word so much that, you know, I'm back to where I need to, like, discipline myself in the morning to right. read the word or whatever and not read it for everybody else. But for me, yeah. all of those challenges mm-hmm. come into play. But, um, I think that in my best times, I, I'm up, I'm looking forward to spending time with God yeah. in my best times. Yeah. And, and I have a lot of times that aren't my best times where I'm, my soul isn't that way. And that, but, but when I'm right, when things are, uh, you know, lined up, you know, and, uh, I, I want to, yeah. I want to, I want to be in the word in the mornings and have that time. So, and you know, another thing that's helped me too is, is the, um, oh, that worship book. Oh, be thou my vision. Be, was it? No, it's, uh, is that what it is? Yeah. Be the daily my, liturgy one. Yeah. The daily liturgy by uh, Gibson. Mm-hmm. If, if you don't have that, you should get that. Those of you that's listening, good. because that can help spark your devotions again. It actually has, a liturgy you walk through. I think we've talked about it, but a liturgy you walk through and then um, it gets to the Bible reading part yeah. and different things. And and to me, that's been helpful. Like he has different verses for call to worship. You're mm-hmm. reading those things till it gets to your daily plan, whatever mm-hmm. that is. And you're bringing out different prayers and that. Anyway, there's different, you know, and a lot of people find it helpful to switch a translation for, for a time oh, yeah. uh, in their reading or, or and to switch up their plan, which leads us to this last part. Okay. All there's right. so many more things we can say about all that, but, how do we read through our Bible? Um, and again, we should, I want to reiterate the fact that you should have a plan, no matter what you're going to do, have some kind of plan of what you're going to read. Cause that's like you were talking earlier, like barriers to it. I think that's often what it is. People are like, I just don't even know where to start. Right. And I think if you, if you do some of these things that we're about to mention, you'll see more value in your daily Bible reading. Even if it each morning doesn't feel like the fireworks, but like you're gonna you're gonna glean from this much more if you have this kind of a structured plan, okay? And there's a few of them that you could do. Like I said, I used to just put out every year at this time uh, plans for read your Bible through the year. If you've never done that, I think it's a, it's a good thing to do mm-hmm. in one of the years. Then in that year, 
you know, you can say, I read through my whole yep. Bible this year. You know, if you have an ESV, I think in the back of the ESV, there's a read your Bible through in a year type deal. Uh, and I would recommend if people are going to do that, make sure you get one that is like diversifying where you're reading each day. Yeah. Right. Don't just start and read eight chapters in Genesis all the way to the end. Yep. Right. Like read some in Genesis, some in Psalms and some of the New Testament. Yeah. Cause you can break it up. Like, um, I think the McChaney plan did this and this is what I'm doing right now is like kind of a hybrid thing where I'll read one from like the books of history. That would be to me, Genesis through second Chronicles. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Ezra, Nehemiah. Okay. Right. Um, Esther. Okay. Well, you get the idea. So I'm reading one chapter from those. I read a chapter from the prophets. I read a chapter from the New Testament and then a chapter from the Psalms. That puts me in four different places. And what I like about that sometimes is that way you're not wading through quote unquote Leviticus. (laughs) You know, may the Lord forgive us for saying Leviticus. You do if you're reading it. There are certain passages of scripture that are like we were talking about. They they're not as warm. And it wasn't written. Leviticus wasn't written to be read every single right. day in that sense. Do you right. know what I mean? Yep. Okay. Yep. So so, but this will bounce you a little bit, and then you sometimes I'll see connections. Mm-hmm. Like I'll be reading something in the Old Testament narrative that shows up in a, yeah. one of Paul's letters. I'm like, that's real cool. Or in the prophets, and yep. it connects in. So you get those four four major sections of the Bible. Yep. And with the Psalms, and, and you could do it that way. Yeah. The other way, um, in that, if you haven't read the Bible in a year, I think if you do four chapters or so a day, and then when the Psalms are real short, you could do two or three of those mm-hmm. plus the other three. You know, things like that. I think that gets you through your Bible in a year. Um, there's also chronological reading plans people have found interesting to do that'll get you through in a year or so. Um, you read it through chronologically, so you're reading like in, you know, the Kings and, uh, and Chronicles. And then it's going to have you Jump with around. some, with some uh, of the prophets that were going on at that time, yeah. you know, things. And if you find that there, I actually have like an NIV chronological mm. Bible. Yeah. So. That's cool. What that will do for people though, is it's, it's going to help you see how the Bible is connected together though. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause if you're reading say in Kings or Chronicles, at the same time, you're going to be reading passages from Jeremiah and Isaiah or, you know, you're going to be the uh, Ezra and Nehemiah, you're going to be reading some of the minor right. prophets. Right. So you're going to go, oh, now I get how these guys are related. Yeah. So. And so there's plans available online that would give you what that would be chronological, or you can get pick up Bibles. I'm pretty reasonable that are chronologically yeah. laid out. But the one I'm, I'm kind of emphasizing this year, mm-hmm. and I think this would help people that struggle with Bible reading. Okay, so you're going to plan this. You're going to discipline yourself. And what I'm recommending you do actually originally had its um, the source in John MacArthur in his study Bible. And then now this book, um, uh, by, How to Eat Your Bible, How to Eat Your Bible by well, I think is Nate Pinkowitz. I, I didn't know really who he was, but uh, he wrote this How to Eat Your Bible. And he put together a plan like this adapted from MacArthur's. But anyway, here's the essence of it. And I call this more of a um, a saturation slash study method. Yeah. Because what you're going to do is you're going to read one or two chapters from the Old Testament. On average day, that's going to take you six to eight minutes to read those two chapters. Okay. I actually time myself in Genesis 1 and 2. So you'd read one or two. And that you'll just read the Old Testament through. Okay. But it, then when you're done with that, you're going to have... Um, about four chapters 
of the New Testament, and that could be a whole book, that you're going to read every day the same book or section mm. for one month, those four chapters, most likely four chapters or so, depending on your time or what you can do. So you might take the book of Colossians, which is four chapters, and you're going to read that every day for a month. Mm. You're just going to be in that book. And you can adapt this to the number of chapters you read and everything based on your time and what you want to do. But imagine now saturating yourself in one book of the Bible for an entire 30 days. Hmm. That's really going to give you, you're going to know the structure. You're going to memorize big portions of it and not even try. Things are going to stand out to you. It gives it time to really, um, you know, solidify in your heart and mind and let the spirit just like show you things out of it. You're going to master that book in a sense. You're going to like start to memorize it. You're going to see things in it. You'll read through it one time and you'll see something. You'll read through it another time. You'll see something else. Uh, it'll just, yeah, become part of you. Yeah. More so. so in the MacArthur study Bible, when he does this, he has it broken up where if you do that, and let's say you were in a longer book like Romans, you might take, you might break it up in four sections of, Four chapters. Four chapters. Yeah, because it's 16. Yeah, four sections of four chapters, and you would read one of those sections every day for a month and then move mm. on to the next and move on to the next. So I think people get the idea with that, but you're saturating yourself in that book, in that section. And um, and I think it's really, to me, that's going to supplement to studying because a lot of times we talk about Bible reading and then they're studying. And a lot of people don't aren't in a phase of life where they've got a ton of time to study the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame them as seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night. Now, okay, now I'm going to sit down and study my Bible. A lot of people are tired and I get it. So this will be that way because you'll sit there, if you sit there with a highlighter or your pen as you read through that book every day and you're making connections and marking things and maybe taking a minute to look it up. And you say, man, that sounds like a lot of time because if I read two chapters of the Old Testament, four chapters of the New, uh, that's a lot of time. Six chapters. Yeah, about six chapters. Man, where would I get that time? Well, I timed myself. I read through Colossians in eight and a half minutes. The whole book? Yeah. Wow. And I read two chapters of um, the Old Testament, and I don't remember how many. It wasn't much. It was five or six minutes or whatever, if that. That's less than 15 yeah. minutes. Not very long. I, I can't think of anybody that can't find 15 minutes in their day. And what you could do is you could do that New Testament thing in the morning. And then, yeah, later on in the day, you get five, 10 minutes, sit down and read through those two chapters. You're not looking for fireworks. Again, right. you're, you're, you're following the pattern of the old Testament. You're, you're listening to how God responds to things. You're, you're, you know, learning about some of those things, but yet that, that key time would be in that new Testament where you're saturated. I think, yourself. I think there's this element of, um, I can remember too, like years ago, like being around mature Christians and they could just think of passages of scripture off the top of their heads and all these different references. And I was like, man, I want to be like that. And then it dawned on me that happens over years and years and years and years of study, right? Yep, and yep. like just, and not even like intense study, but just being in your Bible. Being in the Word. And you're seeing phrases over and over. And then you, so like, and that happened to me this morning in Revelation, right? In Revelation 19, there's this phrase about, uh, treading the wine press of the fury of the wrath of God. And I was like, boy, that sounds a lot like a passage in Isaiah that I read and thought about a while back, and I went and found it, 
And sure enough, here's this phrase. Here he comes from Edom, Edom in Basra, and his garments are in red. What have you been doing? I've been treading the wine press of the fury of the wrath of God. So just connections like that come yeah. as you spend time in the Word. Yeah, and you will find yourself saying, you know, let's say you did this with James or Colossians or whatever book of the New Testament. You'll be able to say, it's just like Paul says in 1 Corinthians yep. 2, you know, blah, blah, blah. Because you and you see how you'll you'll begin to see how it connects everything connects to the rest of the book, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm really I'm I'm encouraging people to try this yes. if they're struggling with their current plan or they're looking for something a little different. I'm encouraging people to try it, and you can do it. You will get through your Bible if you do that. Either if anywhere between three to seven years, and you're like, wow, years! I want to get through all the Bible now. Well, the thing is, though, number one, you don't need to. All right. Okay. And sometimes long progressions of things are better, you know, as you're learning and growing, because if your hunger for the word intensifies, you will begin to look at more things and you may read more than two chapters of your Old Testament in a day. You may have more time. You're like, you know what? I'm going to read 10 chapters today. Plus my other one. (laughs) You know, who knows? It's like, um, just, just give some, give a plan like that a chance. And again, you can... You could get a hold of that book, um, How to Eat Your Bible, or you could look in a, a MacArthur Study Bible, or I could show you, or you just look it up online, yeah. MacArthur Study Bible, reading Bible plan or whatever, and get to ideas like that. But I think that saturation method is going to help you. Honestly, that's what I do when I'm studying. Mm-hmm. So I'm going through Romans. I'll spend a month and a chapter. Mm-hmm. Okay, that chapter I'm mastering. Like I can go back through then and do all that. And a lot of it is just reading it. Like just being able to read the passage over and over again. Yeah, and that's I think like, and I, the same same thing for me when I'm preparing to teach. How do you prepare to teach a passage? You just read it over and over and over and over and ask questions of it, and then pretty soon it starts to unfold. Yep. And and it's the same thing is going to happen, and you're not even going to be aware that that's happening as you read the same passage. No. Day you're just kind of staring at it every day is what you're doing. I've heard it compared <clears throat> to like a fishbowl. You're looking at this mm. fishbowl and then you start seeing different things in there or yep. whatever as you just stare at it. So I think you're doing that. Try Give that a try. Um, always do this these things just real quick as you're, as we'll conclude this. But before you read and as you read, you're asking for God's help because mm. you have to remember the Bible is a spiritual book because it comes from the Spirit and the Spirit is in you. Yep. So ask him that you can see things here. Um, open my eyes that I'd see wondrous things out of your law. Uh, reveal to me spiritual things that I need to see here and, and all those and, and ask God to help you. We read the Bible dependently yeah. upon God. Um, and then ask questions as you're reading it. What does this text say about God? or me, or life, etc. What does it want me to think or say or do? Like, engage it. Mm. And you can even do that prayerfully. God, what are you tre- trying to show me from your word out of this? Or what do you, how do you want me to respond? And then look for the commands in the passage as an example, you know, or statements that are made. And if anything it stands out to you, pause for a second and pray it to God. Mm. Ask him for the help to do what it's telling you to do or ask him for forgiveness for where you failed at what this is or ask him to be more like this person or whatever it is, you know, communicate with God in a conversational way. And I think that helps also with all Bible reading because that's you're thinking about it. You're meditating on it. It's more and you're conversing with God through it all. Exactly. 
That's what I was going to say. Yeah, and then take, um, try to find one or two verses throughout the reading that you marked mm. that maybe meant something to you. Take those with you for the day, maybe. Maybe a, a helpful thing would be have a notebook. Yeah. Right. And as you're, uh, you you even do this. You get write down the day. This is just what I read. Mm-hmm. Read Genesis one and two, and I read Colossians, and then just write the reference to the verse in like a thought. You know, Colossians one fifteen something about what you learned about Jesus. Yeah. And then when you go in the next day, you could start just by reminding yourself of what you saw yesterday. Yeah. It's another way to do it. And it, you know, and then if you're meditating on a verse throughout the day and in the evening, you're the Psalm one person, you know, mm-hmm. the, that God's going to bless through that and uh, bear fruit through that. So these are just ideas. There's a ton more. Uh, a lot of people, maybe some of the people that listen to this have their own yep. uh, ways of doing things and what they've walked through. So we're just trying to be helpful, trying to encourage especially those with struggle with reading the Bible every day to begin some time in the word every yep. day. Uh, I will add just two other thoughts on that and maybe practical helps. One, another way. So we're talking about the number of chapters you're reading, splitting up old Testament, and new Testament, trying the saturation method. You could even listen to part of that. Like maybe listen to the old Testament part. Like if you're driving to work or whatever. You're going to listen to your two old Testament chapters. Um, if you have like the ESV Bible app, it'll play it for you. And now you can even get different voices read it to you, which is pretty cool. Um, the other thing I will, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I am a big proponent of paper Bibles over digital. And the reason being, especially the saturation method, and maybe everybody's different. Maybe I'm like a visual learner, but I see things in my Bible way before I can remember the exact reference. So I know what it looks like in my Bible. So I knew, for example, this morning when I thought about that phrase in Isaiah, I knew what it looked like on the page because I'd seen it so many times. So that's the benefit of having a Bible, using the same Bible, highlighting that Bible, writing it so that it, it becomes familiar. It's like looking at an image that you're well familiar with. So I'd recommend that over maybe using an app on your phone. Does that make sense? Makes sense. All right. Anything else? No, I think that covers it. All right. Well, we hope this is an encouragement to you, uh, a reminder of why we need to be in the Word of God, especially as we're entering a new year. And so our hope for this podcast and as pastors of this church is to encourage and equip our people uh, to become better students of the Bible, to love the Word of God more, and thereby loving the Lord who gave us His Word. Uh, We love to hear from our listeners, so you can reach out to us. Uh, If you're part of our church, call us, send us a text, come up and talk to us. You can reach us on the interwebs at our email address at thecalvarycast.gmail.com. You can follow us on the socials, as the kids say. We only have one, though. It's Instagram at thecalvarycast. Follow it for the most epic memes and fun things like that. Uh, That's all. We'd love to hear from you. At Calvary, we exist for the glory of God the good of his people, and the Great Commission. So until next time.